welcome back to Books and Wine, or as our husbands like to call us, Two Yuppie Bitches. Today we're talking about the last book in Carrie Maniscalco's series, Kingdom mm-hmm. of the Feared. Yes, so excited. I'm excited. I think there's a lot of like differing opinions. Well, yeah, well, I loved it. Like I actually genuinely loved this book. I didn't love it. I know. <laughs> I didn't love it. Like I, I liked it. It was fine. I still think the first one is my favorite. See, the first one was good. Like I really loved it. And I know so many people are like saying, but this one was too heavy and there was too much like new information. And like agreed there was a lot, but like personally couldn't get enough. Like you didn't like the spice. <laughs> oh my god, the spice. Yes, Chanel. Loved it. I literally thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> I like I think there was too much information. I feel like the second book had nothing and it was a yeah. lot of like waiting, 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 and then it ended. Whereas I feel like a lot of the information in this book could have been added into the second book. Because yeah. I felt like some pages we were literally getting like this big reveal and it was the end of the chapter and then the next page you were learning something new and it was like holy crap no i agree i yeah definitely some of the information could have been in the other books to make this one a little bit lighter but overall guys i loved it and as well i feel like she left it open a lot, whether like she did that on purpose or not. But I feel like there's still so many unanswered questions. Yes. Like we were literally just discussing before we were doing this that is there going to be another book? Because yes, it was going to be like a trilogy, three books mm-hmm. only, but it literally left us wanting more answers. Maybe she's going to do a Sarah J Mass where she's finished with Amelia and Raph's story, but then there's more to come from other characters. That would be great. So it's like we've got like A Court of Thorns and Roses, Mist and Ruin, and then uh, Mist and Fury, and then Wings and Ruin. And then like this, the series continues with Silver Flames, but it's about different characters. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. And a lot, a lot of authors are doing that because even um, Danielle Jensen with my beloved The Bridge Kingdom series, the first two is like Lara and Aaron and then the next two is Lara's brother. Yeah, yeah. So maybe she's going to go along that path or something because I I feel like there was a lot that could have been said. For sure. Like I would not be opposed to it. Me neither. I'm down. But um, (laughs) with this book, uh, I mean, I suppose with all of this series they always start like with a weird witch like past memory type thing yeah so it starts with like a prologue and then it's like back way 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 in the past I hate Um, it yeah and I was confused (laughs) I was like (laughs) I was like who are these people are we supposed to know them and then I was like is this someone that we've already met or Mm -hmm. what (laughs) I was like, guys, love the book. I hated this and I hate this aspect aspect in like all of the books because I don't want to be jumping from past to present, past to present. Like it's just too much. I think I would prefer it if there was more jumps. Like really? Either, yeah, like 
okay, like we got to see a little bit about like the original witches and what was going on, but it didn't give us anything. It was like, oh, there's a witch. And like she was trying to summon a demon and then like the coven didn't want her to summon the demon and then someone came and stopped her. And then that was the end. But it was like, okay, like where are these witches from? Who Who is the coven? Who was she trying to summon? I would have liked a little bit more, even more information or more like chapters that jumped back in the past to give us a little bit of history because I feel like what this book is lacking is background information. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely see it. Um, I'm going to disagree. Like, but no, but no. <laughs> yeah. I, I say, know like, where you're coming from, but disagree. <laughs> I don't disagree, sorry. Um, no, because like I reckon not chapters, like gross, too much for my brain to handle, but I reckon like definitely give us like maybe one whole chapter of background info before the book. That would have yeah. been okay. Because you know that part where it's like, oh, we're going to go back to Italy, but we're not in Italy. Like, we're oh my so- God, that was confusing. It was so confusing. And I was like, wait, hold on. Like, I was literally like, where are we? I read the same part like three or four times. And then in my head I was thinking like, I need a map, but like I would have liked a map is this I'm trying to paint a picture for you if they had a map that was like the pages were kind of like see-through-ish and then you could like layer them on top of each other like does that make sense yeah to like build up the map because they were saying that I can't remember the term that they used but basically they were saying that all of like the places that people thought they were are like stacked on top of each other Mm -hmm. rather than spread out so I would have liked like a little something something you know because I was so confused and then I was like so is there still a real world have we never been in the real world I'm confused (sighs) I was so confused as well and like I was literally thinking like oh cute we're in Italy so nice and then they're like you're not in Italy and then I was like oh but I'm in Italy like I don't know where you want me to be right now (laughs) I know know. and then she's like just look beyond what you think you know and then it was like everything changed and I was like wait but to the souls that live there, are they? Do they still think they're in Italy, or do yeah. they know them like not in Italy? I'm confused. Right? You're confused. We're all confused. Yeah. And when you were talking about the map thing, I legit got a map of Italy. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, I need to see where I am, guys. Like, I know she's saying we're not in Italy, where but are don't lie to us for three books. You know. Yeah, right? It was confusing. And then they were talking about, like, the gates of hell. But then also they were talking about how the demons couldn't go to whatever aisle they were on. But the then, shifting aisles? Yeah, but then yeah. how did she get Raph to come to her? And then and also, greed. also, like, lust and greed, they were on the island too because they Amelia were. met them in the first book. So. Yeah. Was this kind of a new thing that she brought in in the third book and was like, ah, no one's going to notice, I'll just chuck it in? Like, I'm not We noticed. Sure. <laughs> but it, it was weird. And then they were like, yeah, they can't come here. That's why they couldn't find you, blah, blah, blah. But then I'm like, but then they did come here. It's so weird. And it was made like, so it was saying something like, Raph could come because they took off their necklaces or something and then he could find her and then she he was trying to look for her that whole time and then she summoned him. But then when we met Greed and he had like the gambling debt and thing, mm-hmm. it was made like that 
had been set up for years and it had always been there and greed had all of these like debts that were owed to him by other people who lived on the island so surely he would have seen Victoria and Amelia and knew that they were there right you know like it was confusing it was really confusing there was a lot of revelations in this book yeah my I'm like my brain hurt (laughs) (laughs) mine does too So after we have the weird prequel, it picks up exactly where King Kingdom of the Cursed ends. Yeah. So Amelia is like in Ross' bedroom and she's declared that she knows that he is Sam the devil. And he's yep. yeah, the devil. Um, and she's basically like come to bed. And I was like, we're finally going to get yeah. him fine. Yes. I was literally like screaming with joy on the inside. I was like, finally, like you gave us blue balls for the whole of the second book and then you just ended on this cliffhanger and then we started and I was like, thank the Lord. Right, and then she fooled us. (laughs) She destroyed us. She ripped our hearts out, guys, because we didn't get the spice. There was no spice. Amelia gets dragged away and is taken to the Shadow Realm. Ugh, annoying. Which is just like, again, random. And also I'm like, where is this realm in conjunction to... Raf's house like, right and who's summoning her yeah it was yeah. Get that? it was weird so and then, weird and then we find out that dominico who was the werewolf mm-hmm. who she knew from her hometown yeah in the first book is summoning her it's so weird and, and i was he... like where did this boy get magic from is does he have magic i still don't know <laughs> You're right, because I didn't think werewolves had magic. Me neither. They just, you know, transformed under a full moon and had super strength and stuff. Yeah, but surely they can't, like, summon people and trap. Like, how does he travel through the realms? Right? It's it's odd. I don't know. I still don't know. I don't know either. And it was really weird because doesn't he, like, ask Amelia if she knows what she is? Yeah, like he's all like cryptic and he's like, have you figured out what you are yet? And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm a human being. Yeah, she's like, I'm I'm like I'm a witch, but I don't I don't know what you're talking about. And then Victoria arrives. Of course. Which is just really random. It's so Um, random. And I also I was like, I thought she was meant to meet you tomorrow at the Isles in the skull thing that you left. So why is she impatient? Wait. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, this so weird. and it's like um surely it could have <laughs> like, yeah it definitely could have because doesn't she um when she arrives she pretty much like tells amelia that their family isn't really their family that they're their enemy instead yeah and she like laughs at her for being like oh you know like our family like nonna was so worried about you and she's like ha, they weren't worried about me they're the enemy and it's like what yeah although we did always think that nonna was dodgy yeah, she Going definitely knew more book, info. We oh, were yeah. saying that there was that she knew more than she was letting on. She really did. Like she was sneaky, but I thought she was like a good sneaky, not a bad sneaky. Yeah, like yeah, I I didn't expect her to really be the villain. Me neither. <laughs> I was very disappointed. <laughs> um, and then Victoria says that Amelia is the feared one. The feared one. What the Which- hell is the feared one? Right, and then the whole time, like, when we were looking, like, Kingdom of the Wicked, Kingdom of the Curse, Kingdom of the Feared, I thought the Feared were going to be, like, the werewolves. See, 
I was very naive and I was just like, cool, cool title. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm not reading into it. Like, whatever. You're like, cool. I love it. Kingdom of the Wicked. What what other names can we think of? (laughs) Kingdom of the Curse is pretty good. Kingdom of the Feared. Love it, guys. This is getting great. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought that it was going to be the werewolves were like the feared ones because we hadn't really heard much about them. Like we'd met the demons, we met the witches. So I was like, well, this must be about the werewolves. And then Victoria's all like, you're the feared one. And I was like, wait, hold on. (laughs) What? What? Back up. Back up. Like, what do you mean the feared one? Because she's so lovely. And I was still sitting on the theory that she was the original witch. Yeah, I thought so too. (laughs) And I thought Victoria was like just like this weird clone that really she wasn't a real person and just like a figment of the imagination. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, that was my theory. And I was – Proven I just wrong. never really thought about her. I was like, ah, she's dead. Who cares? She was a horrible sister in life. She's a horrible sister in death. See you later. Like, <laughs> I didn't really think anything about her. Yeah, I was like, oh, maybe she wasn't real after all. But that we were proven cool. wrong. That would have been really cool. Right? I should um, write a book. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> make, make that book. Um, and then Victoria ends up telling Amelia that she didn't fake removing her own heart because Amelia's like I saw you die like I saw your heart was removed like you can't fake that and Victoria's like I didn't fake it I really did remove my heart and I was and like that Ew. messes with our heads because like if you removed your heart how are you here I know I was like ew what like what's happening I was like so have you been brought back from the dead or like what's what's going on here right it was and so weird like, yes and I felt like a lot of the book was me feeling like what's happening here i'm confused yeah i just kind of powered through i was like all right cool what's next take it all in your stride right well really rip her heart out let's just move on pretty much (laughs) whereas i'm sat there like wait what hold on how yep let me read that again did i read it right um and then after that pretty much it's really weird because victoria is all like she's super cryptic and super negative I suppose always because she's like telling Amelia that I understand like you're with wrath but ultimately if you choose him that you will be giving up a piece of yourself yeah and And I was was really confused (laughs) (laughs) again the confusion I was just like okay like how what do you mean like she's becoming more powerful now that she's in like Raph's home and like in the underworld like how is she giving up like a piece of herself would it be like you're giving up like your independence that's what i thought i was like oh you're just you're just being a real real hardcore feminist about the whole yeah man situation that's what i thought and i was like i mean it's not the bad a bad thing because he's super powerful and super incredibly hot so win-win you know (laughs) um and then dominico is basically like to victoria like we have to leave someone's coming again how does he know does does he have magical powers like can he sense someone's coming (laughs) maybe Um, and basically they they leave and then raf arrives and he is pissed he's so mad because i'm pretty sure amelia she's naked yeah and she's handcuffed yeah, she was like tied up and bound. So yeah, rough. and I think is her body still in like in his bed. house, but her soul is has gone. Correct, and her soul is like 
is naked because that's how she is in the actual w- real world. Yeah, and yeah, he is not happy, which he's right, rightfully so. Yeah, exactly. And I just love how he comes in. I'm like, almighty powerful. Yeah, like guns blazing. And then I love that, like, that he takes her soul back to the house and he then takes Amelia and he baths her to, like, cool her down and, like, <laughs> like relax her. And it's like, oh, so sweet. You're so, so loving. So sweet. I was like, oh, every husband or wife should do that for their loved one. <laughs> And then while he's bathing her, he ends up telling, they're like joking around about something and Amelia's like, oh, like nothing can kill you. And he's like, well, that actually is one thing that can kill me. And she's like, what? Yeah, she gets like really freaked out. And it ends up being that there is a hexed blade out in the world um, called the Blade of Ruination. Mm -hmm. And it can pretty much kill him. It's the only thing in the entire universe that can kill him. However... No one knows where it is. Yeah, no one knows where it is. And then Amelia kind of like loses it and her power kind of erupts. And yeah, she out of has, her. yeah, and she's got like these burning like flowers that like appear in front of her. And that's when she starts to realize that she actually is super powerful. Yeah. Um, and, and it's so like, good to see. Yeah, it's awesome. And I like how Raph never like, is, a, is scared of it or tells her, like, calm down with it. Like, he just accepts it and lets her, you know, her. use her powers. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of beautiful, just like him. And um, <laughs> and it's good because, like, when this is happening, he tries to, like, calm her senses in a way. And yeah. he ends up saying, like, although no one knows where it is, Wrath can pretty much sense when it's close. Yeah. But, like... Is that close where it's already in his body? Yes, close or... as in like you're literally about to be stabbed with it. Right. Or close as in like, oh, some bloke down the road's got the knife. Exactly. So, I mean, there's a little bit of comfort in knowing that he can sense when danger is near, but at the same time, that's also like cause for panic. Oh, definitely. And right? then he like – they go back to the room and I thought we were going to get some spies. Again, and we were disappointed um, again. Yeah, then we get interrupted and um, basically someone's knocking on the door and is like, Greed has, like, requested your presence. There's been a breach at his house and someone has been killed. Crazy. And everyone's kind like, of like, is that my responsibility? <laughs> no, I don't think it is because it's his house, his problem. Exactly. Like, oh, sort your own murders out. I'm, I'm dealing with my own problems over here. Right. And so pretty much Wrath and Amelia, they end up accepting, I suppose, the invitation to go to Greed's house. Yeah. Um, and they end up going to see him to see what the hell is going on and why, why really it was important for them to go. Yeah. And again, like Greed's house is really weird. They arrive and then they get ushered onto what I pictured as like a little gondola thing. Yeah, me too. And they have to hop into the gondola and then the gondola takes them down the river to where they need to go, which I'm like, inside your home? Right. I was confused. I was like, are we still outside? Are we just on his lands? But it made it like they'd gone into the house. It was so weird. And also because he was like, just like, um, you know how they go through like the gates and it yeah, tests like all of, Yeah. And it tests like all of your sins and whatever. And it will 
prey on the ones that you're feeling the most. He said, like, the river that they go down will pretty much do exactly the same. Yeah, and to be careful because, like, greed's house is greed, obviously. So whatever you're, like, greedy for can manifest. And then she's kind of like, well, I'm not greedy for anything. And Raph (laughs) is like, I can feel, like, how much you want me and you're greedy for, like, my body. So that is something that you're greedy for. And it's like, oh, Of course she is. (laughs) Of course. Who wouldn't be? He's literally the demon of hell. Right? And then pretty much, like, Amelia being Amelia, she's weak. She gives in. <laughs> she is weak. <laughs> she gives in to her her greed for wrath and ends up giving him a blowjob, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, in, in the boat. In the boat where anyone could literally see. And I'm pretty sure at the beginning, Raph's like, we can't do this here. Like, keep your emotions in check. And then it kind of just gets out of control. And he can feel her emotions and she can feel his. And they're both just getting greedier and greedier. And then it's like, oh, look, she's just giving him a blowjob in the the gondola. And what I really love the most about this whole scene is that Lust ends up catching them. Oh, yeah. He's like on the riverbank and he's like, what's going on here? Yeah, he's like, took you long enough. And I'm like... How long was he standing there? Did oh, he see the whole thing? Probably. And the thing that I loved was that Raph accused or Amelia accuses him of using his powers on her. And he's yeah. like, hey, he's like, it wasn't my powers. He's like, you were greedy enough for each other that I didn't need to include lust in any of it. He, uh, lust in this book, seriously, he becomes a fave of mine. Yeah, he was super funny in this. He's like the annoying, hilarious teasing brother yes like i actually loved him um and then lust takes greed uh takes them to see greed and he's like he you can't keep him waiting anymore like we have to go yeah um and we find out that greed has received a hexed skull like the same ones that victoria was sending amelia in the second book yeah and so they were concerned that maybe it was victoria sending these ones yeah, so we find out that Greed's third has been killed, basically, yeah. and her entire body has been mauled and they couldn't even identify her. Um, and they So was it really it, her? Exactly. Like, they think it was a werewolf that attacked her because there was heaps of werewolf blood everywhere, yeah. which also was like, if a werewolf was attacking them, why would they have blood everywhere? Right. Yes, yeah, it was, it was very random. weird. And it was also really weird because Greed kept going on how um, Vesta, which was his third's name, how, oh, she was just very, really special to me. She was really special and there was no real explanation telling us why. Yeah, like he wouldn't clarify to anyone like, well, what made her special? Why was she special? Like there was none of that. It was just like she's, she was special and everybody wanted her. Guys, we're all special. Exactly. Like, like what makes me her extra special? um and then amelia is defending victoria and she's like there's no evidence like the skull yeah and she's like the skulls aren't the same as the ones victoria sent me and she's like when she sent them to me they had her voice these ones don't like how can you say that it was her um and basically all of the demons are just out for victoria's blood it's so bad and it's just super annoying, but I really love how although Victoria has done so many bad things and we're starting to find out that she could be kind of evil, <laughs> Amelia still has her back. Yeah. 
And I'm like, yes, sisters stick together no matter what. Like, you could be a horrible person, but at the end of the day, I will defend you. Yeah, and Amelia was like, you can't accuse her without any evidence. Like, we need to get evidence. And, like, the sins were just like, nope, it was her and we want revenge. She's so bad. And so all of the brothers were like, you have to declare Victoria like an enemy of the seven circles, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And Amelia was like thinking, what the hell? No. But the way that Wrath got around it, he was like, there isn't going to be like a bounty on her. Like you're not allowed to kill her. If you find her, you need to bring her to me because it was the only way to like guarantee that Victoria will stay alive. Really? Yeah. And he says that, Basically, Victoria has declared war on the seven circles, but none of the princes or their houses are able to, like, harbour her. Um, And greed is allowed to take blood retribution, basically. Crazy. And then Amelia is, like, super pissed. and She's she basically, so mad. <laughs> she ends up having words with Rath and she realises that Rath didn't include her in the decree because she isn't a member of any of the houses yet. Clever. So, yeah, like he cleverly worded it so that Amelia would be able to look for and help her sister without like getting anyone on anyone's bad side. Yeah, and without being like punished for it. Yeah. Which I actually, again, another great reason to love Wrath, guys. <laughs> he seriously, he thinks of everything. I'm like, mate, you're doing well. And then like Amelia says to Raph, we need to talk to some people in Greed's house and mm-hmm. we need to understand who Vesta was, like why she was special, like if she was thinking about leaving, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So Amelia comes up with this excellent plan um, to basically <laughs> pretty good. like get information out of someone in Greed's house and also piss off Raph at the same time. I actually love it. I'm like a girl on a mission, you have my... My full support. <laughs> so she pretty much wears nothing. She wears like this skimpy little like beaded dress thing. Oh my god, you can see everything. Yeah, and she goes down to the gaming hall and she finds one of the dukes from Greed's house and she basically seduces him into getting as much information about Vesta like as possible. Yes, um, and like he like touches her and I'm like, ugh, get your little hands off. <laughs> Yeah, and he pretty much ends up telling her that Vesta has been wanting to leave for ages. She was sleeping with pride. She's Mm -hmm. got friends in all these different houses. She wasn't happy here, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, all the time he's, like, touching her and she's, like, touching him. But the whole time Amelia's looking at Raph, who's across the room. What is hilarious is that Amelia came up with this plan and she she literally said to Raph, like, we're going to come up with a plan However, you can't know any of it because I need a real reaction. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, so Raph loses it. Like he basically, the entire room goes to ice. He totals it. Yeah, he breaks everything and he storms across the room. And I'm pretty sure the Duke like pisses himself because he's so scared. He does because he's like, oh, my God, he's going to kill me. Yeah, and, like, um, Raph basically puts Amelia over his shoulder and, like, storms out with her and he's just, like, (laughs) furious at her. Hilarious. And then they end up having sex for the first time. Finally. Finally, people. (laughs) We get our spice. 
And it's like intense, like up against the wall, like you are mine sex. Like claim me. I am all yours. And Amelia's like, yes, claim me. I, I will <laughs> let you do whatever you want to me. And Raph's like, don't you dare do anything like that. You're mine. And it's like, oh, yes. It's that's so good. Like it. Possessive, hot, dangerous. We love everything we need. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and while they're having sex or uh, like at the end, Amelia actually ends up having a vision of the past. Which she's been having for a little while. Yeah. So in this vision, her and Ralph are having sex again, but she knows that it's in the past and she realizes that she has a tattoo on her hand. And then when she comes to, the tattoo is on her hand again. Yeah. And it says forever yours or something. Yeah, it's, like, in a different language, I think. But, yeah, it says forever yours. And it turns out that, like, Raph, like, has a similar one on his. And basically it come because they have, like, consummated their relationship. And it's weird because, like, if that was in the past, what weird freakiness is happening here? And then this is the part where I kind of hated because it literally was like they had sex, she then got the tattoo, and then it was just like bang, 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 like all of this stuff and all of this like revelations. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah, it was, it happened like in the matter, with the matter of chapters. Like, yeah, it was. It It was literally like three chapters. It was a lot. It was a lot, I have to admit, but I like a lot. So it's fine. <laughs> so Ralph ends up telling Amelia that he actually remembers everything from their past um, and that he's pretty much been waiting for her to come remember. to on his own, on her own. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's like a curse in place that forbids people from telling each other about the curse. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Amelia goes on to say that she knows that she is some type of goddess. Yeah, she knows. So she is the goddess of fury and she can remember now that she is the goddess of fury and that she, in like a previous life or the past, she was Raph's queen. So they've pretty much had this connection and this bond, like legit forever. Yeah, like forever. But Amelia has only just remembered it which is so weird because she thought she was in a relationship with someone new and now it turns out they're not yeah and then Raph ends up giving Amelia her dagger which is like a twin one to the one that he has that she stole in the first book yes the one um, with the purple stones yes yeah so he ends up giving her now her dagger and he's like this one is yours uh, I've been saving it for you when you come back to me blah 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 huge and- And then literally like the next chapter, um, Amelia says, if I'm the goddess of fury, that makes Victoria the goddess of death. Which is insane. Like how did she come to this conclusion? Because like in these books, we've never heard of these people before. No. So obviously she had some prior knowledge about the goddess of fury and the goddess of death, but well, we, why weren't we told about them? Because now we're expected to believe that these people are them, but I've never heard of them before. And how did we never know about gods and goddesses in this story? Like, exactly. There were demons, witches, and werewolves. Yeah. like And vampires. Like, how? How were they goddesses and gods? Yeah, like where where are all these people coming from? And that's why I would have liked a bit more of the backstory, even if the goddesses and that were mentioned in the prologue, if it had been like a whole chapter. Yeah. But it was just like, oh, 
I'm the goddess of fury and my sister's the goddess of death. Like how the hell did you come to this conclusion when we've never heard of these people before? Right? And you know what? I wouldn't have minded either if they like dove deeper into this past and then left this book here and then made the second half into a different book. Yeah, or this part about the goddesses should have been revealed in the second one. Yeah. When Victoria well, like when Victoria returned, they should have revealed like about the goddesses somehow or something. And then it could have still ended the same way it did, but then jump more into that in this book. That's so true. Because we were just told like I'm the goddess of fury and she's the goddess of death, and that's the end of it. And so it's like, well, I've never heard of these people before and now you're like main characters of the story I've been reading for three years. Yeah, it's pretty, it was pretty random. (laughs) It was so weird. And then like to top it off, Amelia then comes to the conclusion that like her whole life has been a lie and like her family had lied. So she's literally questioning everything. Yeah, and she's realising like her family must have known and that's why her... um, like Nonna would never let her do any magic and that's why they were always hidden and why they had like those protective necklaces because they didn't want their true selves to come out. And then that raises the question as to like why don't you want it to come out? Like yeah, it was just very weird. It was very weird. And then we jump back to Vesta and we learn that she wasn't actually originally from any of the circles from hell. She came in somehow into greed's house and greed wanted to marry her and she didn't want to marry him no um and then raf and amelia decide that they're going to leave like greed's territory now they've made a huge mess of everything and they're like well better go (laughs) (laughs) so they end up leaving and they get attacked by a huge group of werewolves and dominico is there too yeah and we find out um that like it was massive and Victoria is like extremely she's angry yeah and she's pretty much like you didn't turn up for our meeting you were supposed to come today blah 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 um so I'm coming to you kind of thing and what's even more brutal is because of how angry she is like in front of Amelia Victoria rips out Dominico's heart yeah, and then she's like, look what I can do. She's like, I'm the goddess of death. Blah, she's a psycho. And it's just like, holy shit, like I thought he was your friend. Right? And then, I mean, luckily she heals him, but you don't just do that to anyone, people. But the thing is as well, like her emotions just are like turn again because then she's like, oh, okay, now I heal him. Look at what I can do, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, that's right, Amelia, we are the gods of hell and we are the feared ones. And it's like, Jesus Christ, like how much more information am I going to be given today? Right? And then, again, guys, it just gets worse because (laughs) Victoria then literally she stabs Wrath in the chest with a dagger and Amelia, like she she automatically thinks that it's the the bad one. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out that... Thankfully, it's not, but it does have poison that is extremely bad. Yeah, so Amelia's, like, freaking out and she's trying to get to Raph. And then Dominico just randomly comes up and bites Amelia on the shoulder. Um, And Victoria's like, 
if you won't like awaken your magic, I'm going to get it out of you another way. Like you have to bring your magic forward to save Raph, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Sorry, bad. Jesus Christ. So then Amelia kind of freaks out and the fire like erupts from her. Yeah. And Victoria then just puts her to sleep to stop her from burning everything. And then she wakes up in a cell, a strange <laughs> cell that's old and smelly and gross. And, and like, Envy is there. Yeah, weird. Why is he there? To be honest, like, I kind of forgot about him a little bit. I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> like, I just at the same time, I was like, well, why is he just randomly popped up? Like, what beef does she have with him? Right? But I kind of like Envy. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, he's actually kind of cool. And um, so Envy is in the cell and he pretty much tells Amelia that um, that tells her that she is Wrath's fate pretty much. Yeah. And, and like, they're light and they're dark and it creates, like, a perfect balance. Yeah, and that basically they're destined to be together it's and, like, rule hell. It is so cute. Right? I was like, oh, that's really lovely. <laughs> and then Victoria comes, like, out of the shadows basically and she's like, ha, huh, look what I can do. Like, I'm so powerful. And oh. Amelia at this point, she's like, she's had enough. She's, like... <laughs> Curious. And she uses her power somehow in her, like, voice and she makes Victoria tell the truth. Yeah. And the truth um, that she really wanted to get out was, like, did Victoria kill Vesta? And yeah. it turns out that she didn't. No, she didn't. She, she admits that she didn't kill her. Um, and then she also admits that she wants Amelia to shed her mortality. Yeah, which means that she would have to go through the heart thing. Yeah, so Amelia's like like I I'm like we're mortal, we can't do that. And Victoria ends up telling her that like there are eight circles of hell, not seven. Yeah. And that her and Amelia are from House Vengeance. And they are the original rulers of that house. Yeah, and they also were there before the, like, seven sins of hell. Yeah. Um, like, before the princes. Like, basically, it was, like, the first, like, witch. It was, like, the crone. Um, and then, the like, those two. And that was it. Yeah, which is insane. And the only way to make her immortal is so that Victoria can remove her heart. Um, and that's brutal. It's disgusting. And we find out that the witches who are actually the girls fake family yeah. they actually bound them with mortality using like mortal women and they basically sacrificed two mortal witches to take their hearts and put them into victoria and amelia's bodies to bind them to mortality damn you nonna it's so fucked and like amelia's like whoa 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 right? <laughs> like, this is too much it is and then like Victoria has to drop the bombshell and pretty much tell her that even though they go they will go through like this ritual that it Amelia may not survive because if she's not ready it's not going to work. Yeah, she has to be like willing to give up her mortality and embrace who she really is, which is insane. And I feel really bad for both of them because like their entire family knew, their entire family lied to them and now they don't really have a family yeah they're, only, yeah, they're they, left they, with each other yeah they pretty much have each other and I feel like that's what Victoria is trying to get across she's like look like it's you and me now like we only have each other like we need to be there for each other 
And you know what? I really like Victoria. Like, she was evil. And at the beginning of this book, I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about you. But she really grew on me. Yeah, I felt like she, like there were definitely better ways to go about things. Like she was definitely crazy. Oh, but 100%. also like she was just trying to do what she thought was right. Exactly. Like she was looking out for Amelia in a very weird way, but she had her best interest at heart. And I was like, I can get behind you. Like you're actually kind of a good person. Yeah, but then <laughs> you find out that Antonio is in one of the cells next to Amelia and she's like, what is going on here? And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like Victoria said that she would help me to find, like to see my mum again if I helped her to like get to you and if I took the fall for what happened and pretended that I killed all those witches, like blah, blah, blah. Um, and Amelia's like, it's okay, like, I understand. I'll I'll help you. And then Victoria just comes and kills him. She went crazy. Damn it. Like she was so good. And then she went and did that. And she's like, I said that he'd see his mum again. Um, and now he will in the afterlife. <laughs> that is so brutal. And she's like, Jesus. <laughs> she's crazy, but I love her. And then the crone arrives and Amelia's like, great, like bring him back to life. And they're like, we can't, he's gone, blah, blah, blah. And Envy actually ends up revealing that the crone is their mum. Crazy. So she's like the original like matron of curses and poison. So like she's like Celestia who we met in the second book and then at the end we find out she's a crone. And now yeah. we find out that she's actually their real mum. Which is insane because she's been working in Rath's house and helping him. Yeah, this whole time. Which is kind of cool. I, and I then, like <laughs> Same. And then <laughs> she actually ends up trapping Victoria and she's like, you're crazy. Like, look what you've done to your sister, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, and she frees Amelia and Amelia goes to try and get Rath um, but the gates of hell are locked, so she can't go to him. Which is really weird. So then she ends up having to go to Pride's house um, to use one of his portals. Yeah, and she goes with Envy. Envy's like, oh, I'll help you. See, I really <laughs> like them. I think they could be best friends. And she, while she's there, she's, like, trying to get into Pride's house and these demons come and they're like, you can't come in, you're not invited, blah, blah, blah. And she basically goes crazy and she kills an Umbra demon. And she and takes then, his head. Yeah, she, like, takes its head to Pride and she, like, walks in the room and she's like, here's your demon friend, let me use the <laughs> portal. <laughs> like, but then he won't let her use it. No, and he's just like you shouldn't be here, like, you look a mess, like, where have you come from, blah, blah, blah. And then Ralph arrives. So random. Like, how did you get here? Right? And then Pride, like, Wrath is obviously, like, angry. And then Pride is like, oh, I was just testing her loyalty because we haven't been able to trust her, um, in the her past. intentions in the past. Yeah, and then Amelia's like, wait, what do you mean? Like, what did like what happened in the past? And Ralph's like, oh, we're not talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a story for another day um, um and then we find out that pride was actually sleeping with vesta uh, and that oh. she was unhappy with greed and that yeah she was trying to move over to pride's house how awkward like she didn't just go for like you know cousins or best friends <laughs> she went for brothers yeah it's a bit weird that's really gross and then 
they end up leaving Pride's house and Raph takes Amelia to um, like the pool of whatever it's called. Like under the house? Yeah, that heal, that's supposed to heal them. Yeah. Um, and he takes her in there and her shoulder heals. Yeah. Um, and then they end up having sex in there. Finally again and he pushes her up against the rocks. <laughs> yeah, he has her up against the rocks and he's like having sex with her and it's like, whoo. <laughs> it's so good. I'm like, yes, please, please give me more. And then they go up to the bedroom to like sleep and Amelia gets taken again to the shadow realm by Victoria. Wrath is going to be so mad. And then in the shadow realm, Victoria actually has Nonna there and Amelia's like, you have to let her go, like you can't do this to her. And it turns out that Nonna is actually scared of Amelia and all the powers that she knows that they now have. It's so crazy. And then doesn't Nonna, she ends up like, I thought that she was really sweet in this part. And then she ends up turning kind of mean and nasty. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that that one hurts because I really liked Nonna. And she's basically like, you guys are like an abomination. Like you should have just remained mortals and then died, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, whoa. It was so bad. Like I felt so bad for the girls. I was like, oh, geez, that's going to hurt. Oh, it does. And then we find out that um, Raph was cursed to basically forget everything. Yeah. um, Except like to feel hate and that if he ever loved anything, it would be taken away straight away. Yeah. And um, was this when we found out about what he drank? Yeah. Yeah, so he pretty much, when he's with Amelia, we always think like he's having a glass of alcohol, but it turns out he's actually having like a tonic to make him not feel any type of love towards Amelia because he is falling in love with her. But if he feels that way, he knows that Amelia will disappear. So he's literally been drugging himself so that Amelia is safe. And I'm like, oh, self-sacrifice. That's great. Yeah. And then we get a look into like the past again. And we found out that the first witch made a deal with House Vengeance uh, because she didn't want her daughter to be married to Pride because her daughter was like falling in love with Pride. That's Um, so sad. Right. And like basically like the first witch, like everything in about this is her fault. Yeah. I mean, you love who you love. You cannot change it and you cannot force someone to make a different decision. Like it's so stupid. Exactly. So we find out that Victoria and Amelia went to the seven like houses of hell and they were pretending to be one person to try and start a war between Raph and Pride. So Amelia went to Raph's house, Victoria went to Pride's house and they were basically pretending to be the same person and like they were going to make a connection with each of them and then it was going to come out that both of the brothers had fallen in love with the same girl and then there was going to be like a huge war between them. The plan was actually rather clever. (laughs) It was. Um, It was good. And then it kind of got messed up because Amelia and Raph fell in love for real and Amelia actually ended up telling Raph everything. Yeah. And I love how, like, they were super, super honest with each other, even though, like, the ramifications of not going through with the plan, it turns out it was quite life-changing. But... Amelia then, like, after that pretty much, Amelia was taken. Yeah, she was by the witches. Yeah, by the witches. And obviously Victoria, like, followed her to try and save her sister and they both got captured and that's how they became, like, mortal witches. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, that's really sad. And I love, though, how Vittori didn't let Amelia, like, go by herself. Like, she still tried to find her, even though she probably knew what was coming for her. Yeah. And, like, and now Victoria's basically like, I want to reestablish our house again. Like, we can be super strong and powerful. Like, you just need to give up your mortality and we can be together forever again. Yeah. And Amelia doesn't really want to do that. But Wrath also still can't give his love to Amelia which is so conflicting like if you're in love with somebody and then they go I can't love you back that's gonna hurt like would you stay I don't think I would yeah I know like it would be so tricky right so then Amelia ends up going back to Ralph and obviously like he's cranky again that she went to the shadow realm but she's like it's okay like I'm fine don't stress. <laughs> yeah. Um and she ends up telling Ralph about what she learned and we learn that Ralph thinks that Pride is still in love with like his wife and that he's just this whole time he's been trying to find her and get her back. If he is, well done to him. Like I feel like it's really sad if that's the truth. Right? Like, I would be like, okay, I think I like you now because you're staying loyal to your wife. Yeah, right. Even though you haven't seen her for probably hundreds of years. Like, that's her. You just want her back. Yeah, that's so cute and really sad. And then vampires. <laughs> vampires, people. Arriving. Why all the the mythological creatures? I literally feel like we're just vomiting up fantasy creatures and dumping them into random parts of the book for no point yeah no purpose um so they arrive at house wrath with someone called cersei yeah and we find out that she is the first witch she's the one who cursed wrath all those years ago and amelia had no idea who she was but wrath did yeah, and then she says to Ralph, like, oh, how's your, like, six years and six months going? And I was like, what does that mean? What is that time, people? Yeah, and then the vampires are basically pretending that they want peace and that they're there for, like, peace negotiations. Mm-hmm. But really they're trying to abduct Amelia. Which is wild because, again, we don't fully understand why because this is a first that we've actually heard of it. Exactly. Like, what do they want her for? And so where have they come from? Where do they usually reside? Like, right? you know, are they in one of the seven houses or like what's going on? Yeah, it's so random. And so the vampires want to steal Amelia and Wrath, I think he kind of sees through the facade and he ends up freezing Cersei like to stone pretty much. Yeah, and then he says to like one of his like, workers he's like oh wh- what did you find on like the outskirts of the city and he's like oh I found this girl like trying to sneak into the house and they like bring her in mm. and Raph cuts her head off and I'm pretty sure she is the fiance of like the vampire king or something uh I think she's the she's like the girlfriend of the guy that comes with Cersei I'm pretty sure yeah she's like super important mm, I'm pretty yeah. sure she's important to the vampire community um but she was then going to be sent to, like, show, like, an affair was happening or something. No, so she was a shapeshifter. She was going to turn into Amelia, right? To, yeah, pretend that she was Amelia. Insane. And Ralph was like, you think that I wouldn't notice that, like, the love of my life was missing? Oh, the love of your life. And then he captures, like, he captures Cersei and keeps her downstairs in the dungeon and he sends the other 
vampire back off to like send a message to his people. Yeah. Which is again a lot. It's a lot. It's weird. Like I I just didn't understand. I didn't see it coming. It didn't really add anything to the story. Like, what do we have the vampires here for? Again, like, I mean, I love a good vampire. Let's be real. But, but they just like, didn't belong in the story. Yeah, but like it didn't it didn't for me it didn't add anything. But like No, it was it was pointless. Yeah, I just kind of read through it. I was like, okay, let's get this ball rolling. Yeah, and then we learned that um Victoria has like a were- half werewolf, like half demon companion that's like traveling around with her. And I have my theories. Literally, as soon as I heard it, I was like, well, obviously that's Vesta. Exactly. Because <laughs> who else would it be? Right? Like, and I don't know how others didn't figure this out. Surely everybody did. Surely. Like, it wasn't, it was so obvious. Like, literally, who else could it have been? Right? And, like, Victoria said that she didn't kill her. Exactly. But she didn't say that she didn't tell where she was. Yeah. Ugh. And And then then another random thing that happens is Raph just randomly goes to fight in like this pit in it's like a fight club it is like an underground fight club like all of the like princes go like people like anyone can go and fight and like after all of this has happened he's just like okay well i'm gonna go fight in a pit see ya like it's so weird i'm like are you getting your anger out like is there any money you know winnings in this what is this i felt like it was very out of character (laughs) it was because i'm like you're not like this you're not brutal (laughs) It just, like, it didn't make sense. I feel like Ralph is the, number one, he's the devil. <laughs> number yeah. two, he's, like, the demon prince of, like, strategy and war. Yeah. No one's going to be able to beat him in a fight. Like, he wouldn't even lower himself to that position where he's like, yeah, he wants to come and fight me. Like, he just wouldn't. It just didn't make sense. Right. And there's better strategy than just fighting someone in a pit. It was just random. Super weird. Um, so Amelia during this time, she goes to Fauna and yes. she's basically asking her to help her break the curse between her and Wrath yeah, so that Wrath can, can like love, love her. her. Yeah. yeah. So cute. And this is when Amelia ends up discovering about the tonic. Yeah. And she's like heartbroken. She's like, what? But in a way, I would think that it's like a sense of, security i don't know the word i'm looking for but it's pretty much telling her that wrath does love her but he just can't let himself fully feel it because he doesn't want to lose her yeah he doesn't want to lose her which is fair enough yeah like good on you um so then for some reason amelia's like let's summon victoria um (laughs) and they try and like they can't do it and then amelia ends up trying and she can summon her but yeah. it's actually dominico who comes and he's like oh i've come to take you to victoria she's in the shadow realm and the only way though for her, him to do that is if he like connects himself to her so he has to put his claws like in her shoulder like actually through the skin yeah it's, it's weird. gross but like i don't understand that because he didn't do it the other times right yeah like, it, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, are you just doing it because you want to cause her pain? Is it because he's taking her actual body and not just Oh, that mind? could be it, actually, because it's not just her mind. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. It came out of nowhere again. What a surprise. Yeah. 
Um, but he ends up taking her to her hometown and she's like, what are we doing here? And he's like, I'm, I've taken you to Victoria. And he's, she's like, oh, great. Like, this is like, you've taken me to my home. Like, how did we get out of the gates of hell? And, um, Domenico is basically like, it's not for me to say, but like, I have all these magical properties that allow me to transport anywhere. Yeah. And then Victoria comes. Yeah. And pretty much like. She ends up showing her that the town that they grew up in, it's not actually a real town. It's being mm. completely glamoured to think that they're in Italy. So this is where the weird location thing came up. Yeah. So we learn that it's actually the Shifting Isles, which is a part of hell, basically. It's like a um, prison. Yeah, so it's the prison of damnation. But also as well, I was thinking, so all of these people that live here, like the witches and stuff. Are they like the worst of the worst? Well, are they actually dead and now they're in the afterlife or like what? Yeah, because maybe. But also. They must be because why else would they be there? Like you only go to hell once you've died. But also like if it's a prison, you would think that like. And they're not allowed in the seven circles. They're obviously, like, the worst people live here. Yeah, the prison of damnation has to be, like, you know, like, the seventh pit of hell. Like, it, right? it's not like Elysium where you go, you know? No. Like, so, I'm like, it sucks that, you know, Victoria and Amelia were sent here. But also, if it's supposed to be, like, the worst place ever, how is it that everyone who goes there sees a different place? Like, it's so weird. Yeah, it didn't make sense at all. Like, honestly, like, so, like, I was, like, her mom and dad, who obviously aren't her mom and dad, like, are they witches or are they just normal people? And then if they're normal people, were they mortals and they lived and then they died and now they're there? Because then how the hell did they get roped into being these fake mom and dad? Right? It's very odd. See, many questions. Yeah, like it was weird. And then I was like, or is it just a figment of their imagination? But surely it can't be because I reckon they, they'd have to be there. They wouldn't have had an imagination because they technically didn't die. No. You know, like when you die, like people say, you know, like you die and then you go to like the best place you've ever been and like heaven or hell is different for every person. Yeah. But like Whose hell were they living in? Right? So, like, was Nonna real and she was there and everybody else was, like, a figment of Nonna's imagination? But that can't make sense because Claudia was there and we see her again later. Right? And then also, like, the witches and stuff are there. And Dominico was there. It's all odd. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, were all of these people alive and then died? And then, well, were they witches and werewolves and things when they were alive but then victoria kills dominico and brings him back to life so so obviously he's alive it doesn't make any sense it's like so it, it doesn't make any sense i mean if anyone can help us out please do because <laughs> we don't yeah. know it's it was just like and also as well like i'm jumping way forward here <laughs> if you're running from your husband or whatever and you're like you know what i'm gonna go i'm gonna create a new life where i don't have to worry about the princes of hell blah, blah blah why would you choose to go there yeah of all the places literally in any world in any realm that you could have gone let's go to the prison of damnation and live there for hundreds of years i would not choose there 
doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, surely, like, the worst of the worst people go there. Surely. Ugh. Anyway. Um, so, basically, um, Victoria leads Amelia to... Um, to Rath? Yeah, after, like, she, like, after she died. So, she basically was like, we need help, blah, blah, blah. But it turns out that, like the princes couldn't go to the Shifting Isles, so they couldn't go, and they, that's why they couldn't find Amelia and Victoria, and that's why, like, Raph was basically, like, without her for all of these years, which also as well, like, then how did he get there later on? Um. So then Amelia decides that she wants to give up her mortality and basically accept who she really is. Crazy. So, right, and, like, literally an hour ago she was like i'm not ready i'm not ready and now she's like nope let's do it right and like wrath isn't even there like she's not even talking out her decision exactly and then victoria just basically is like okay let's do it and she rips out her heart and all of amelia's powers and memories come back which is crazy it's actually crazy and i'm pretty sure like she feels like she can sense everything now she yeah. can hear everything. And I'm pretty sure, like, all of her emotions are just a little bit crazy. Yeah. So she ends up going back to Fauna and, like, Fauna realizes straight away what she's done. And, and Fauna's, Fauna's scared of her. Yeah, she's scared of her. And then she kind of pushes it aside and she's like, hey, like, I found this blade. It's called the Blade of Ruination and it can destroy, like, all hexes. So good. And then she's like, okay, that's also the blade that can kill Raph, but sure. And then (laughs) Warner tells her, like, if you go to the well of memories, you, like, can ask it to reveal anything. So you'll be able to find where the blade is. Yeah, and find how to kind of, like, make it so it won't be dangerous to Raph. Yeah, hopefully. Right? And then we kind of move on to where, like, the witches end up attacking Greed. Yeah, so they're attacking his house and basically his home and they're trying to do like a secret attack and they're going to set fire to everything and say that it's Amelia and that basically now that she's back to being her like old self, um, she can't be trusted and that she's basically going to kill everyone. But it's so sad because like Amelia and Rath are at Greed's house and they're helping him fight. But Amelia, I'm pretty sure she says to one of them, like one of his guards, don't look over the edge. And they're all scared of Amelia and they don't want to listen to her because they're like, you're not my queen. And so he looks over and then he dies. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like Amelia's like, I know you guys are scared of me, but also at the same time, like I'm not the one that's down there trying to kill you. Like I'm here trying to help you and like I'm fighting for you. And like Nonna is part of the witches who are there. Yeah, not as like leading the attack. And even though she's there, Amelia still tells her to run. Yeah, which is, it's so kind. And it kind of shows that like, yes, Fury is back, but she's still compassionate and she still cares. Exactly. And then she, um, like, the basically the witches are trying to still advance. So Amelia just ends up burning everybody. All of them. Like yeah, she, she literally unleashes her entire power. Yeah, she unleashes basically like hellfire on them and kills like all of the witches who are still down there. Which is kind of cool. Like I actually really liked this scene. And then all of like Pride's, um, all of Greed's like people are just like, whoa, this bitch is terrifying. She's crazy. 
Yeah. It's so um, good. It is. It was awesome. I actually love this part. Same. So then Amelia ends up going to the well um, and we find out that the princes can't actually go and visit there. Um, so it was created by, I think, the, like the Seven Sisters or something. I think so, yeah. And it was put there like the the princes can't use it, like it's not for them kind of thing. Yeah. So Amelia goes down there and she has like three different flashbacks. Yep. And yep. the first one was about a young wolf, a young wolf pup, and it was a girl. And she was taken by greed at a really young age, like away from her whole family. Yeah. So like her dad is like begging and he's like, please don't take her. Please don't take to her. To and pay then, a debt or something. Yeah. It was for a debt that her dad owed. And then there's like another little wolf there that's like crying and stuff. And basically Aww. greed like tears her away from her family. It's so sad. It was actually really sad. I was like, oh, but literally straight away, I was like, obviously that's best stuff. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> um, and then the next one she sees is it's Cersei and she's putting the curse on Raph because they didn't, like, Amelia didn't fulfill the um, prophecy and, like, she didn't help keep, like, her daughter safe from pride. Yeah. So she is putting a curse on him that anything that he falls in love with will be taken away from him. And she takes um, his wings. Yeah, and she takes his wings. Oh, that was just brutal like insane yeah I'm like well you didn't have to go that far you know right and then the third one um was about Lucia yeah and who is Pride's wife and it's pretty much showing her giving up her memories yeah. of Pride um to go live somewhere else yeah, so she pretty much was saying, like, she doesn't want to be in this life anymore. Like, she doesn't know if, like, she's still in love with pride. Um, and she makes a deal with, like, a witch and she gives up her memories and she's basically in, like, hiding from everyone. And we end up finding out, which is wild, that Lucia is actually Claudia. Yeah, which is Amelia's friend from the first book. Yeah, like her bestie. Yeah, and their family practice kind of like dark magic. Yeah, and then it, we also find out that Claudia is the person who has the dagger. Yeah, which is crazy. Which, I was why like, does what? she have the dagger? Um, I think because it was created by her mum, who's the first witch. That's true, but it's like weird because how does how does Claudia have it, not knowing what it truly is? I think she does know what it is, and she's just sly about it. But- no, because she gave up her memories. So she can't remember. So she can't remember, but she's told by the witches that, like, it's for safekeeping and she knows how to use it if she needs to. That's um, true. But she doesn't know what it actually does. Damn these witches. So then Amelia goes to Cersei, who uh, is the first witch and is still being held captive by Wrath under the house. Yep. <laughs> um, she pretty much asks her for help and she says, no, like, I'm not going to help you. Um, and Amelia kind of threatens her and she's like, well, I'm going to go to Pride and I'm going to tell him everything. Yes. And Cersei's kind of like, well, my daughter is in hiding, like, for a reason. Like, it should be her decision if she wants to regain her memories and come back yeah which i think is fair like you can't just go around spilling someone's secrets right but at Um, the same time how does she know if she wants her memories back yeah well she doesn't so that's why she's like well you can't tell pride because you're gonna ruin everything yeah um so cersei ends up telling her that 
her daughter's blood activates the dagger. Yes. And um, that we end up finding out that Raph only has one day to break the curse. Otherwise he'll forever not be able to love. Yeah. Which is so crazy because how don't we know this timeline back in the first book? Exactly, right? Ugh. And also, like, the whole story has made it out like it's been, like, years and years and years and years. But then Cersei said to him, like, you've got six six years, years. and six months. Yeah. Well, how long has it been? I thought it had been hundreds of years. That's what I thought. <laughs> it's actually crazy. Um. So then um, Amelia ends up like going to Claudia and Claudia's like, oh my God, what are you doing here? And Amelia kind of tells her everything except who Claudia is. Yeah. Um, and Claudia ends up giving her the dagger and saying like, you can use my blood, but once you've got the dagger, like you've only got an hour to use it once my blood has activated it. Which is wild because that means Amelia has to find Wrath and complete the whole ritual before that hour is up. Yeah, and as well, like, Claudia's like, I can come with you to wherever you're going and then my blood will be, like, there and then you'll have a whole hour after. But Amelia's like, no, like, you can't come with me because, like, it has to be your choice. And, like, so she's kind of being a good friend and she's not trying to force her into anything. And I also think it's really nice of Claudia because she's still being, like, a true best friend to Amelia, even though I'm sure Nonna and everyone has told Claudia all these things and Amelia has just told Claudia this wild story and yeah. Claudia's like that's fine I'll come with you like I got your back I was like you're and she's a great still, friend right and she still doesn't know like who she is or anything all she knows is that like Amelia needs help so she's like okay she's so lovely like no wonder why pride married her <laughs> I know <laughs> And then Amelia ends up giving Claudia the memory stone and she's basically like, look, if you ever want to, like, know the full story and know who you are and everything, like, you can use this memory stone to see, but I'm not going to be the one to tell you. Which is really nice. I think it's really nice. Like, she's giving her the choice. Right. And And then. then, Oh, do you want to go? Sure. And then Claudia ends up telling her that basically the price to use the dagger is magic for magic. Oh, no. So that means, you know, they're restoring Wrath's ability to love and in, the price for that is Amelia's new, newly regained powers. Yeah, so pretty much Wrath has to stab the, the like cause of the curse which is Amelia and her love how so bad he, it's crazy so he has to stab Amelia with the dagger um but he has to do it willingly yeah and Amelia has to be like willing as well and I'm pretty sure she goes to Wrath and she like pleads for him to do it but he's like absolutely not yeah he's like I can't do this like I can't take your magic away like blah 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 um and in the end she's able to convince him that like this is the right thing to do yeah because she's like as long as I have you like that's all the power she pretty much needs yeah exactly and then she says like you have enough power for the both of us yeah and it's true he's got a lot exactly because when he stabs Amelia all of her power is gonna go to wrath yeah, so he becomes like he he regains his full strength again, which he hasn't had for years. No, and he he ends up stabbing her. Right yeah, in the he, heart. 
He's desert right in the heart, and his wings come back as well. Yeah, and he's got lovely feathered wings. Yeah. And then, of course, they end up having sex. Of course, classic. And now that he has wings, they're having sex with his wings out, and she's, like, touching them. And I'm like, (laughs) ooh, all the new sensations. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, ooh, how good does this feel? Right? But I was, I was like, when this sex scene came, I was like, thank God. Like, all the spice that we were deprived of in the first two books, we finally got. Oh, there's a lot of spice in this book. There's so much, and it is, like, the best ever. Um, so then they end up giving Cersei over to Pride as a prisoner. Poor Cersei. Um, I know, right? And they basically say to him, like, oh, you can do whatever you want with her now. It's so brutal, but I love it so much because Cersei was the cause of his heartbreak. Yeah, she's literally the the problem. to Like, she's everyone's problem. Yeah, so now Pride gets to deal with her. And I'm like, yes, teach her a lesson. So then after that, Pride takes her back to his house and then we have like a huge coronation and Amelia becomes queen of the seven circles of hell. Yeah, and it's really cute because like all the brothers like have to be involved in the coronation and I really like it because even though in the last couple of books we didn't really get a full understanding of each brother, I feel like I left kind of liking all of them from this book. Yeah, same. Even Sloth. I could totally relate to Sloth. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Now that Amelia is the queen, she's given up, like, her house of vengeance. Yeah. Um, And she's taken on to being, like, Raph's queen and queen of the seven circles, well, eight circles of hell. Yeah. So she's actually ruling over everything now. She is, which is great. And then um, what I really like as well is that Victoria actually went – to the coronation yeah and amelia was like victoria has to be here because like we're kind of reinstating the eighth circle yeah which i thought was really nice and also she ends up getting her pardon from greed because victoria actually comes with (laughs) vesta so crazy and vesta is obviously alive and she ends up saying like she hated being in Greed's house and she was trying to leave and we find out that she was the werewolf who was taken from the memory that Amelia watched. And the and little pup was um, Dominico. Yeah, so she's actually Dominico's half-sister because she's actually half-demon, half-werewolf. Which is insane. But and we Greed knew it. Knew. We literally yeah. called it from the beginning. And Greed knew, which is why he wanted her so bad. He's kind of evil. He's my least favourite brother. Yeah, same. Right? And then, yeah, it's pretty much Victoria is now in charge of vengeance. And they kind of live, in a way, happily ever after. Yeah, so Victoria moves back to House Vengeance and she pretty much says that she's going to reinstate the house and that she's going to be living there and she's going to be making it like her house. And then Amelia obviously stays with Raph. Yeah, and what I really like about it is that I think that Amelia and Victoria, I reckon their relationship is just going to get way more solid. Yeah, same. They went through so much and even though so many things were bound to break them apart nothing ever did yeah 
And I loved it so much. So then that was pretty much the end of the book. Yeah. Um, And I just felt like there was a lot that was left open. There better be another book. Yeah, like what's going to happen with Claudia? Like is she going to get her memories back? Is she going to come and discover who she is and, you know, be with Pride again? Or If we can get either a Victoria book or a Pride book, that would be great. Because like well, I said, the, so many questions. Yeah, and then like, yeah, we have Victoria with her now. She's literally just starting her whole house from scratch. Like who's going to be in her court? Like who? She's going to have gonna a be... werewolf court. Well, yeah, like who's going to be her subjects? And then we also have like Cersei is also being held by Pride. And then we end up finding out that Nonna is still alive. She actually fled when Amelia told her to. So yeah. she is still in the picture. Right. Like, how can it be the end? Like, what, everyone's just forgotten and got over it and we're all going to live happily ever after? Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there has to be more somewhere along the line. I really hope there is. And, like, I don't care if we get it in five years. I mean, I do. It's way too long. But, (laughs) like, we just need something. Yeah, I would really like like a Pride book just about Claudia, like, and what's happening there. Agreed. I think that'd be great. And with more explanation on what's happening in the Shifting Isles. Yeah. Because of what's happening <laughs> into it now. Yeah. And, like, how did these people get here? Are they dead? Are they alive? I, I'm confused. Give us some answers, please. Please. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, like I said, a lot did happen. Like, so much happened. But I, I kind of didn't hate it. Like, I, like I, I loved it. I did love this book. And I read it within, like, I think it was like 48 hours. Yeah. But a lot could have been said earlier or we could have at least gotten more information. That would have been nice. Yeah. I Like I didn't hate it, but it, it definitely wasn't my favourite. And So um, many have either loved it or hated it. Yeah. I just felt like it was missing a lot. Like I felt like it was really rushed. Um, yeah. And I think when we had the situation where – the second book really didn't have a lot going for it. It had nothing. Yeah. So I just feel like a lot of this could have been in there and then we could have had more explanation in this one. Or an epilogue would have been nice. Oh, yeah, but not with any fake pregnancy trope, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Literally all I hear is epilogue now and my mind just goes to pregnancy because I swear literally every single book I've read for the past month that's had an epilogue has been about a pregnancy. But what if, like, here's a question. Instead of a pregnancy, what if we just found out that they had kids? Nah. No. I don't care for them. I don't <laughs> care if these people have had kids. It makes no difference to the story. Like, what difference does it make? Like, if we're getting on a rant again, like, seriously, <laughs> sorry, people. But, like, what? Like, they're obviously happy and they're going to be together forever because they have children? No, not necessarily. Exactly. So stop putting it in the epilogue. It makes no difference to the people, the story. Like it literally makes no difference whether these people have had a child or not. Who gives a shit? Guys, do not send Chanel a book with pregnancies in it. She will not read it. Do not send me a book with a pregnancy in. I don't care. I don't want to read it. It's just annoying. Like Like Chanel will get to the end of the book and if it's there, she'll be so annoyed that she wasted her time. Yeah, DNF. Straight away. (laughs) Like, one star. Even with one chapter to go, she won't finish it. 
It's just it just annoys me. Like it is and isn't necessary in every book. I completely agree. Like in some books, I feel like because the storyline was headed that way, yes, we may need it. I don't need to know the whole pregnancy journey. Just the fact that, oh, maybe they have like a little a little Johnny or a little Billy or Bobby or whatever. But not every couple needs that. I feel like I just want to see them grow old together. I feel like like it ends with us. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Like the pregnancy was like a key foundation of the story. A hundred percent. But then like chucking it in the end of, I don't know, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now trying to think what it was. I am too. Um, Okay, the Harley Quinn crew series I literally just read. Haven't read it. Chucking it in the end of that as like, oh, a surprise pregnancy, blah, blah, blah. It was not needed at all. Like, it didn't make the life any better. It didn't add anything to the story. It was like two chapters from the end. Like, it was just unnecessary. Yeah. Some of it is unnecessary. And I feel like people just put it in there because they're like, oh, babies. But I feel like authors use it as a, well, obviously they lived happily ever after because they had a kid at the end. But not Um, everyone needs to have kids to live happily ever after. Exactly, but also, like, how many people do you know that have children and are divorced now? So Like, just because you have a child doesn't mean that your life is perfect and you're going to live happily ever after. 100%. And people choose not to have kids nowadays. Exactly. Like, if it's part of the story, it's fine. But if you're just chucking it in there to be like, oh, their life's complete because they have a child, well, sorry, but... I'm not going to enjoy it. It's not all rainbows and sunshine. <laughs> exactly. Like, it seriously isn't. It's just oh, it's just a waste of my time. <laughs> to be honest, it's a waste of my time. It actually is. It's it's really funny. And I shouldn't laugh at you, but. You know, you know I hate it. You I know, know you hate it so you know much. It. If anyone plans on recommending me a book that has a pregnancy trope within the don't last do like, it. five chapters, just don't send it to me. Don't do it. Or, like, just, yeah, actually don't do it full stop. Or at least give me a heads up. And just be like, it's actually necessary. Like I was reading a book the other day and I got like four chapters in and then there was like a surprise and I was like, oh, my God, if she's pregnant, I'm not reading anymore. (laughs) So then I had to look it up and I I spoiled the book for me because I ended up finding what like the twist was. But it wasn't a pregnancy, so I read the book and I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. But, yeah, I was like, I just knew. I was like, if it turns out to be a pregnancy, I'm not going to enjoy the book and it's just going to be a waste of time. So I just had to Google it. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's completely fair. For me, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. So I'm like, yeah, I don't care. What's what's a trope that you just can't read, that you just hate? Me? Do you have any? Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Um, Geez, what's that one that you showed me? Oh, Den of Vipers? Yeah. Oh, but that's not a trope. No, but what would that trope be? Uh, it's, not it really like, any tro- it's not really a trope. I mean, it's a reverse harem. See, I don't mind reverse harems because the Ruthless Boys series loved it yeah. so much. Didn't think I would. Surprised myself. But, like, I don't know. I reckon just, like, super violent romance is yeah, it's, some... it's just like, yeah, it, it's definitely like a dark romance. Yeah, but I feel like there can be like dark romances and then there's like dark romances. And like, yeah, I guess it depends on like what you're into, like in terms of like sexual. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Because <laughs> like, there's, there's like blood play, knife play, gun play. Okay, 
gunplay, knife play, no thank you. Yeah. Yep. They're my that's definite like hardcore no's. Sex. Like that's just like hardcore kinks, really. Okay, hardcore kinks, not my thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you'll, you'll give any trope a go once. I will. Like I'm not – if you can change my mind, change my mind. Like I'm not opposed to anything until I maybe read something and I absolutely hate it. Yeah. Like when you showed me that chapter in Den of Vipers with the knife, was it the knife? <laughs> yes, it was yeah. the knife. I was like, ugh. <laughs> Cannot do knife play at all. So that one's only Oh, so gross. So gross. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, like, yeah, I'm kind of open to anything, I suppose. Yeah, try everything once. Yeah, why not? Give it a go. Well, exactly. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I think you do have to try it, but I just know that, like, like there are just books that I know that I'm not going to enjoy. Yeah, and that's fair. And the pregnancy trope isn't all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you like, um, you hate, you don't really like fake dating, do you? Oh, no. And I also hate, like, I <laughs> actually, there's a lot of tropes that I don't Yeah, because like. I, I was like, wait, I love fake dating, but I'm pretty sure you didn't no, like it. I don't then, like fake dating. I don't like the brother's best friend. I like, love it so much. Um, no, I, I love that one. I also don't like the, like, I like, I don't hate it, but I'm I don't generally enjoy like the grumpy sunshine trope. I don't mind it. I want like the hardcore morally gray man is like <laughs> enemies to lovers, like that's the type of shit that I'm here for. Oh, like, yeah. I love that too. That is that's the definite top one. Yeah, like my top tropes would definitely be enemies to lovers, one bed, love a one bed <laughs> trope. Um, and like a who did this to you kind of thing. Oh yeah. See, um, they'd be in my top five for sure among the fake dating and <laughs> brother's best friend. <laughs> I always feel like fake dating and brother's best friend is always just like too happy. Like sometimes I like, he could be like, like dark angst in there. But what if he's like a mean brother's best friend who thinks like he's too good for you and you're kind of like an enemy type thing and then it turns into a lover's? Nah. I'm not, yes. Um, like that nah. could be good. I'm not really because I just feel like brother's best friend is just always like, you know, like, oh, I'm just the girl next door. And, you know, like he's known me since I was like three and I was just so annoying and I've been in love with him for years. I was like, girl, find someone else. (laughs) But what if it was like a best friend that you kind of hated him and then as you grew up, like, you know, one incident could be like in college and he defended No, because you. then it's just like the sneaking around and like, oh, we can't tell anyone. Like, nah. Oh, yeah. See, the sneaking test is kind of fun. Nah, I hate that. And <laughs> I hate the miscommunication trope too. Yuck, get out. Oh, uh, miscommunication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is the worst because I'm like, seriously, people read between the lines. Or and play how you like, feel. Yeah, like you obviously both like each other, so just get on and tell each other. So stupid. I feel you. <laughs> But we would love to hear everyone's thoughts on Kingdom of the Feared and the whole series. Yeah. Like, did you love it? Did you love this book? Or were you in the majority, like the half who kind of hated it or didn't really love it? Yeah. And I think it is. It's like either you loved it or you didn't like it. Like that. there's no like kind of like, oh, it was okay. Like it was just either like it missed the mark or it was amazing. Yeah. Agreed. Like definitely let us know what you think. And even about the trope thing, tell us. What do you hate? Yeah, what's your favourite trope? What tropes do you love? What tropes do you hate? Yeah, do you hate knife play as much as me? 
<laughs> do you hate pregnancy <laughs> through as much as me? <laughs> It'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I'd be really interested to see, like, how many people like what. Because there are so many different tropes out there. Like, I know heaps of people love, like, the best friend to lovers. Yeah. Oh, Whereas, like, I don't really me, like, like it. I don't vibe. Uh, too vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too vanilla. Agreed. A hundred percent. But feel free to let us know on our bookstagram at Books and Wine Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can go to mine at Shelf Love with Maddie. Yep, or you can go to mine, which is CL Bookshelf. Yeah, and we're super excited to chat to you guys and see what you think. Yeah, definitely let us know. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.